Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah, brother. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast brought to you by Bet Online and the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college action this season. With a new updated side and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the all-amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. <laughs> Underdogs Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and betonline.ag. I really have to change that promo. It's terrible. <laughs> it makes me cry laughing every single time it plays. Just because I picture you sitting there recording it with the voice, and I it's amazing. I did it in one take too. I was like, you know what? We got I want to get creative with these promos. And like, cause I wanted to do a new one each week, and I've just been lazy to like re-record it. Because now, since we're going near Halloween, I was gonna do like a Halloween voice. Well, spooky like, voice. Yeah, like a spook. Like hello, spook. Like <laughs> I don't know, something stupid. But like every time I hear like, oh yeah, brother, it's like God, <laughs> it sounds so bad. Ugh. I picture jorts, like no. hardcore jorts. Yeah, with well, you know, the macho man with the macho yeah. man glasses and everything. I just yeah, it's like man, let's do something funny. I'm like, but every time I hear, oh yeah, brother, I'm like. God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need to do something different with that. Anyways, thanks for joining in. It's another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. You can join us every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday for our fantasy football advice and also NFL news and notes. We have a very special guest with us today. It's Sam Cardona from The Girl Who Talks Sports. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This is this is going to be a blast. I always enjoy doing content with Jordan, so I know I'm going to enjoy doing content with you, Evan. So I am yeah. super excited. Well, thank you. Yeah, we uh we like to have a little fun on the show, uh, as you can tell by the dumb promos that uh, <laughs> I cut before the show. So yeah, it'll be fun. So we've got a great show tonight. Uh, did you survive the bipocalypse that just happened for week seven in fantasy? The Bengals are seemingly good. 
There's trouble in Kansas City. We did actually have a trade go on about an hour ago involving your Philadelphia Eagles, Sam, and the New York Jets. And we're going to go into trade deadline coming up, which teams could actually blow it up at the deadline with their prospective teams, make some fire sales probably to just blow it up and just say, throw in the towel, I'm done for tonight. And should the 49ers maybe sit Jimmy G going forward? So let's go and let's go into the Cincinnati Bengals going into Baltimore and just making Lamar and company look just stupid yesterday. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase connecting, connecting, connecting. Ladies, I want to hear your thoughts yesterday about the Bengals. No longer the Bungles beating, beating the Ravens yesterday in Baltimore. This was such a hard game for me to sit and watch because I love the Bengals and I love the Ravens. So I found myself like constantly, especially when it was early on and it was like kind of that close back and forth for the first like 10 minutes before the Bengals kind of ran away with it. I was like, I don't know who to root for here. Like, I don't know what's happening. And then watching the Bengals just absolutely dominate. I was like, you know what? I love this. Like they deserve this. <laughs> Bengals fans deserve this. After everything Joe Burrow had to go through last year with the injury, after their draft, I roasted the crap out of the Bengals after their draft just because I was so upset they didn't take <clears throat> Sewell. I was so frustrated they took Chase. And now Burrow and Chase have this beautiful relationship. <laughs> They're killing it. Jamar Chase right now, if you ask me today, Rookie of the year. I think he's earned his case better than any quarterback. He's just making noise consistently. So it was great for me to watch. And the Ravens, the Ravens are great. And everything they've been able to do is fantastic. Everything Lamar has been able to do is great. If he's not in MVP conversations, I just think that's idiotic because he is carrying this team all on his own. But Nobody expected anything from the Ravens and they've been able to kind of execute. So now that the Bengals can kind of come in and make some noise too. It's super exciting. And this division's just awesome. Sam, I, I got to ask you, like, is this momentum sustainable for the Bengals? Cause like, it's just every single week, it looks like they're getting better. Like it's clicking on all cylinders. And listen, I was their bit, one of their biggest critics too, in the draft, just like you, Jordan, like, why go after another offensive weapon when you need to have protection for Joe Burrow? And it's, it's, it's been smart so far. Like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, who played together in college, are like 207 yards receiving yesterday. And Chase doesn't even know really how good he is just yet. He's just like nonchalant. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, we just connected and everything. So, uh, you know, going forward, I mean, right now they're tied with the Ravens for the, the division lead. Can this momentum be sustainable for them going forward for the Bengals? I don't see why it can't be. I see the Bengals in this game, and this is, I think, one of the best games the Bengals have ever had against the Ravens in history. So just going off of that should be very telling. This is a divisional game, and it's going to happen twice a year, every year, forever. So I don't see why the Bengals can't continue to get better because Joe Burrow is finding himself again. Like we saw it last year going into the season. And when he went down, I think it was week 10, like he, his momentum just stopped. So now he's using this season to build it back up again. And he has his buddy Jamar on the team. And again, I fell in the same, the same category as you guys, Jordan and I had extensive conversations <laughs> about how mad we were about the Bengals not picking Sewell. It was furious. Hard. I was fuming. <laughs> we I was were literally screaming. Because I love Joe Burrow. I do not want to see him get hurt again. I want to see him playing in this, 
you know, 400 plus yards, three touchdown kind of games, which I think it broke history in terms of the Bengals versus the Ravens. It's the first it time it ever happened to an opposing quarterback. So between Joe Burrow getting his momentum back, Jamar Chase realizing what an amazing receiver he is. Yes, the offensive line needs work, but now they know they can work on that and it's they're literally just going to get better. Because if this is how they are with a weak offensive line, imagine next year after another offseason where they can work on their offensive line. This division is going to get insane the next couple of years. Defense went in there, held the Baltimore Ravens to 17 points, which you normally don't see. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bengals have the Jets next week. Baltimore has a week off before hosting Minnesota. I mean, that's another W for, for the Bengals next week. Going against the Jets, who are probably now going to be led by Joe Flacco, <laughs> who was traded back to the Jets today from Crazy. the Eagles. I, I know we were talking pre-show, and like, Jordan, you're all now Minshew is, is your boy. That's that's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to make it known. I want to put it on the record right now that I am naming Gardner Minshew as my QB one for Philadelphia. <laughs> I have defended Jalen Hurts a lot. Um, I'm now ready for Gardner, like full on. It's time. So you remember that trade I was telling you about where I traded, you know, my one of my leagues, for, uh, Chris Carson for Jamar Chase. And one of the guys in the league is like was furious about it. Yeah, obviously. Like each and every each and every week, we were in our, our message boards going, "Dude, this this trade is now every single week is making him even more infuriated." And like the thing is, like it didn't even happen to him; he's just mad because the trade went down. And like yeah. each and every week now, it's like even more pissing him off, which is I which is fine by me. I love it. Like I love him being mad because of the trade that worked out for my in my favor. But it just seemed like. I cringe sometimes when Jamar Chase does really, really well. And this past week, he had like over 30 points no, in fantasy. No, you have to enjoy That was a I fair trade. I, it was. At the time, it was. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, it, it made it made sense. Yes. Now you can just kind of enjoy it. I was in I a situation where in I'm in a 32-person fantasy league, Oof. which is it's insane. It's insanity. But I had Elijah Mitchell, Devin Singletary, who's done nothing. Elijah Mitchell got hurt. I had Juju. Juju went down. Like, all of these things. I barely – oh, I had Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard was on the COVID. Like, there were so many things happening. I had to trade Najee Harris. Like, I was just forced to because I needed pieces. My team went off this week with, like, these average-ass dudes that I just kind of compiled together – and it went on, and I won, and no one was expecting it. Now everyone's pissed because I tr like I traded Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, I traded Najee Harris for like these average dudes, and now my team is like doing well. And they're like, "Where did this come from?" I yeah, was, like, my my I makeshift was back into a team. wall. Yeah, my make it started off great because you and I both picked up Ernest Johnson from Cleveland, and he went yes, off. Yes, like, that was beautiful. Points. I picked him up in both leagues. And my makeshift team scored over a hundred and hundred and something points for this week, and I won this week against we love somebody. It. I, like, I was projected like, to win in all three fantasy leagues when I was getting screwed by the bipocalypse. Very so nice. I made it out alive. Yes, we both made it out alive for the bipocalypse. Yes. I was. I was. Sam, how did you do in our in our league this week? <clears throat> um, I did not win. However, <laughs> I did not have too many people that were on a buy. So I, I don't know if I made it out of the buy apocalypse because I didn't have that many people on a buy or just because I just nobody did well. I mean, I've had I've had a couple bad injuries. I had Juju as well. I have Nick Chubb. So a lot of these guys are out and I've had to put in some not so great. I mean, I'm looking at my 
scores right now. I had Mark Andrews in who like two weeks ago put up 40 points. He put up 7.8 points. Like, I mean, to be fair, it was the Bengals defense. The Bengals were legit now, apparently. And so it's just... (laughs) I, I didn't win, but I did pass 100 points if that if that counts at all. That's good. I, you know, I, in that I league, would... I'm up by 15. He has Jameis Winston, and I have Tyler Lockett. So I should be good. You should I would be say, okay. yeah, Tyler Lockett's going to put up I'll more. That's the only if you won. Geno Smith's in tonight, isn't he? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. it's still Geno. Russell Wilson may be back next week. Apparently, they took the tape off his fingers. He should be available to go next, this coming week. That's exciting. They need that. I I was scrounging for quarterbacks in my league because Russell Wilson's my starter, and I had Sam Darnold for a while. And I was like, 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 yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm done with Darnold. He sucks. I don't trust him this week. So I was looking at the waivers. Matt Ryan was still there. Tua was still there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up Tua and Matt Ryan. And... Matt Ryan did pretty good. had had a couple touchdowns, over 200 yards passing. But then Tua, Tua went off. I was like, man, I, should, I could have started either one of them, but I still won anyways. Even though I had Matt Ryan starting as my quarterback, it was nice. the bipocalypse, which I was very nervous about. I survived, so I'm happy. Yeah, we all made it out alive. <laughs> so another team that didn't really seem to survive were the Kansas City Chiefs. Is is it time to maybe? push the panic button for the Chiefs? Are they in trouble? Is it the Super Bowl hangover for real for them because they just look out of sorts? Patty Mahomes can get knocked around. He was in concussion protocol. He did seem okay, but like this team is a mess right now, and they just got demolished. Derrick Henry had a passing touchdown yesterday, which <laughs> which tells you something, that something is going on in KC. Jordan, what 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 do the Chiefs need to do to um, right this ship? Or is it, are they done? Are they cooked? I honestly think this season they're cooked just because, well, one, it just feels like the curse of Patrick Mahomes becoming a father and (laughs) I don't know why that happens. Quarterbacks have children and then they forget how to play that next. I don't know if it's sleep deprivation. Like, I don't know what it is. Evan, who is a father. (laughs) I'm in. I don't get sleep deprived though, but here's the thing. I blame it maybe on his brother. Because oh, his brother Jackson. is a tool, and yeah. when you do a TikTok dance on Sean Taylor's number, yeah. that was not good. That was that could be a curse bad. for your for yeah. your team. Yeah, no. So there are a lot of things going against Patrick Mahomes right now, but he just doesn't look super comfortable. And like in the Super Bowl, there was a lot of things not working for them, but Patrick Mahomes was still working. So you were like, okay, like you, they'll be able to figure out it's fine. But when you have these holes. And then you don't have Patrick Mahomes being himself. It really just doesn't feel even like the receivers, like th- like Patrick Mahomes has thrown an interception in or throw had a turnover in every single one of his last six, six games, multiple turnovers in each of the last three games. But like a lot of them aren't his fault necessarily. Like he's throwing to receivers and they're like j- jumping off their hands and like it's happening over and over again. So it's like the whole team is just weird. They Focus so much on their offense. Their offensive line still isn't doing great. They kind of rebuilt that, but it's not holding them together. And then they spent all this time on their offense. Their offense can't really do much right now. And then their defense is, I don't want to say God awful, but it's not a, good. Maybe it's right abys- abysmal is the word that comes abysmal, to mind. Abysmal, yeah, I, I think that's fair. So there's just so many things that I would be shocked if they are able to make the playoffs at this point. 
I mean, just because you see the Chiefs and the, I mean, the Chargers and the Raiders out here doing very, very well. Yeah, I'm not one I, for superstitions, but I mean, he shared the cover with with Brady. I was gonna say that, and <laughs> you know, Brady is a supernatural force himself. So yes. you share it with Brady. Your brother does the dance on on Sean Taylor's number. I'm I'm just saying. And Madden curse is for real. So, oh yeah. Let me uh, tell you the last time. So this is the second time Patrick Mahomes was on the Madden cover. The first time, you know, want to know what it was. He popped his knee out in that Denver game. Yes. And were we, we there? Did we watch that together, Sam? We did. We did. We watched it together and we were like freaking out because of how horrid it was. And the second that this happened, I was like, Oh my God, the Madden curse is a hundred percent real. And you cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah. Like, it is just too much. And between the injuries throughout his entire career thus far, the concussions that he's had several, like, bad concussions, these, this Chiefs team is just – I think if so many people just, can like, convince themselves that the Chiefs were taking this division, oh, like, in the offseason, and everybody was just like, oh, who's going to take second place? You know, Chargers, Raiders. And now I'm like – I don't even see the Chiefs winning this division. And, and Jordan, you mentioned even going to the playoffs. I could see the Chargers and the Raiders leaving that division, going to the playoffs, and the Chiefs getting left in the dust. So exactly. I completely agree the with AMC that. The AFC is too competitive right now for you yeah. to be this average. There mm-hmm. are too many good teams. We're going on week eight. We're half like we're halfway through the season. This is this is now. You got to get your ducks in the row. Like I, I have Chargers coming out in that division. Like Same. Chargers yeah. are, Same. they're 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 cruising right now. Like what the, whatever the Chiefs need to do, I don't know what they need to do. Exercise the demons, like tell tell Patrick Mahomes' brother to delete his TikTok account. Maybe you know roast a live chicken, do something. <laughs> I I don't know what they need to do, but they need to do it fast because the Chargers are definitely trending up. I, I mean, I'm really surprised how well you know I'm not surprised how well Las Vegas is doing this because after a coach gets fired. Teams usually do well after that because you're exercising the demons after that too. So sore subject right now. Okay. Eh. Eh. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it I think it has to do with Derek Carr's new hair. I think Oof. that's giving him the power. You think so? <laughs> Honestly, he's he is not a man. He is a he's a mountain. He's a, a, a guy okay. that was put together in a lab. He's a mountain. <laughs> he's a freak. He is sent from Toy Story. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> as as they said on Twitter, he is the guy that you create in Madden to dominate everybody. And he is that guy. Like he could be another he's probably going to be maybe the MVP yet again, another 2000-yard rushing season again. This guy and he's throwing touchdowns now. Like Tannehill move over. You got a new starting quarterback in Derrick Henry now. Like that's yeah. the dude's unbelievable. All right, let's move on to the Colts 49ers game. Lots of talk after this game where Jimmy G I know he's a beautiful man. He's got great hair, great stubble. I mean, one of the best in the uh, you know the five o'clock shadow game. But I, is it time to move on from Jimmy G? Yes. Okay. It's, yeah. I know. I know. Mike Shanahan is just, or Kyle Shanahan is just like, yeah, I guess for now. But it's you yeah. drafted Trey Lance for a reason. Trade, trade Jimmy G. I mean, yeah. he has some value. I mean, he could go over to Houston if you want. Ooh. I feel like Houston's where you send people to just die, but um, uh, Trey Lance, like he isn't a perfect quarterback yet. Like there's still some things that he has to work on to get there, 
But I think at this point, you have a better chance winning games with Trey Lance than you do with Jimmy Garoppolo. And Trey Lance is going to make mistakes, but I think at this point, you just throw him out there and you kind of let him learn. And I feel like once they get Trey Lance out there, then Kyle Shanahan, because he's kind of, he's a brilliant offensive mind and he's kind of been like all over the place and it hasn't felt consistent. I think once you figure out like, all right, we're rolling with Trey Lance, then the offense knows kind of how to function better under like knowing who their quarterback is going to be. So I just think it's the best chance for them to make any sort of run because that division is also brutal and it's yep. going to take a lot for them to be able to make a playoff push at this point right now the rams and well the cardinals now are just ridiculous and the rams yes. of course are in second place i mean seattle's i don't think seattle's going to recover from from russ being out for so long so the niners got to fight it out with the seattle for maybe third third place i just don't see yeah. it happening for them but making the I, if i was if i was san fran i would go well our backfield's a mess all the time we can maybe get some value out of Jimmy G if we trade him at the deadline. Which brings me to my next segment. Which teams are going to blow it up at the trade deadline? Of course, there's some rumors going around, heating up so far. Sean Watson may be on a move. Three teams may be involved, which could be the weirdest three-team trade ever in NFL history. But yeah. I wanted to get you your, your girls' opinion about these teams that could possibly blow it up. And what could they do at the trade deadline that can make – their team better possibly for next year or maybe going forward so let's start first with the detroit lions what do the sad they were maybe kind of winning on sunday and then just fell flat in their faces again yeah. I feel like every week it's like that like yes. they are so close every week like it comes down to a field goal a lot of the times that the other team is kicking with like three seconds left and yes. they lose it's really sad yeah i feel really bad for the lions what they, it's frustrating too because right now it feels like they need to make a move. If they they had so many free agent wide receivers going into the season that they just didn't resign, and I was kind of like, well, why? Because right. like you went out and got Jared Goff, like you're making it seem like you're trying to hold yourself together, but then you're also not doing anything to hold yourself together. Their head coach is bashing Jared Goff when it's like, what do you want him to do when like his only option is TJ Hawkinson? Like that's the only, they're the only two good people on this roster realistically. So I think what they should do is go out. If they could get a stud running back or a stud receiver, like if they could do something to kind of give Jared Goff another option, a consistent option, I think it gives them the best chance, but they're, they just need – there's so much that they need on both sides of the ball, but I think that should be their number one priority because if Jared Goff has someone to go to, it, it makes it a little bit better for them. Got a comment from Jill Banks. Next week the Lions should get their first win. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I guess Eagles against the freaking Eagles. If the Eagles lose to the Lions. It could happen. It, it could easily happen. could happen, which is happen. the scariest thing ever. It's very possible. Jordan, you talked to you mentioned a team earlier that is a place where players really go to die. The Houston Texans. Oof. Sam, I want your opinion about the Houston Texans because mm. it's it's a mess over there, of course, as we all know. Uh Davis Mills is their starting quarterback while Deshaun Watson just kind of sits around and does nothing. You know, I mean, we've been hearing so much in the past, even at the beginning of the season, and now 
past week and a half, the rumors are now you know, flying up again. They're heating up that a deal might get done. Could a deal get done? And how much could they get back if Deshaun Watson gets traded or if they do any kind of move, moves? What, what do the Houston Texans really need to do? What I think is going to happen is that Deshaun will not be a Texan by the end of this year. However, where he goes is going to be like a whole different thing. And whether or not he plays is a whole different thing. However, I genuinely think him being on the Texans is not doing anyone any good. So he's just going to dip and they're going to get as much as they can out of him. You know, they're still asking, I think, for first round picks. And I'm like, at this point, with the headache that comes with him, you can't ask for that. Nobody's going to want to give you that. Second round picks, okay, maybe a trade with another player. I would understand that. But in terms of where he goes, I, I don't think he's going to be able to do anything. I, it's, that what's keeping him in like in like this talks is that he's still getting paid by the right. Texans, so they they're not putting him on the exempt list or anything. So when he leaves, it's going to be a different thing. But Texan Texans are going to get something for him, and that's that's going to be the bottom line because he's not staying there. It's and I also just want to say I feel so bad for Tyrod Taylor. Everywhere he goes, he gets hurt. A rookie comes in and takes his job. This is like the third time this has happened to him with Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert, and now Davis Mills, who's not, let's be honest, not Baker Mayfield or or Justin Herbert, but still lost his job to a rookie. So, the, but like Jordan said, Texas, Texans is a place that they go to die. It's it's just I want I fire. wanted to ask you both. I mean the value. The value of Deshaun, to me, I think his value goes down of what a team or what, what the Texans can get. The value goes down each and every week because <clears throat> clock's ticking on the season. I mean, we're, we're going into week eight. I mean, if you're a team in a desperate situation where you need a quarterback, you can make a trade. But I'm not, if I'm a GM, I'm not giving up what they're, what they want because I'm, we're halfway through. And then you don't know, we were talking about this pre-show is you don't know what's going to happen after the season's over. Like what happens with the legal implications? Like if he, right. is he going to be, you know, obviously I think if it goes to civil, he has to make a de- de- uh, de- uh, deposition, you know, which in depositions, usually the truth comes out. Right. So the value of him goes down. And if you're a team where you're desperate need for a quarterback, which Jordan, you said before the show, like he plays a couple of games and that's that. So I honestly don't think a deal is going to get done. If it happens after the season, yeah, I can see that. It, I don't think anything's going to go on this season at all. You're going to ha- you're going to have so many rumors fly around before the deadline. It's going to happen. Oh, it's it's coming. Houston's making a deal with Miami. It's coming. But to me, if I'm Miami, which which brings me to my next team for you two to talk about, if I'm Miami, I say no to this. Like I know you you may get Deshaun, but I'm I I honestly think give more time to Tua. Like I I've I've yeah. bashed Tua before, but give him more time. If I'm Miami, I'm saying you know what I'm gonna let somebody else handle this. Like like Carolina maybe go after him. Maybe yeah. maybe Philly needs to go after him. Which but no. Deshaun says no to Philly. <laughs> um, but if I you know if I'm Miami, Miami had so much potential this year, but it's just nothing's been clicking right. I think maybe the loss of Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe have done that, but that's another that's another <laughs> situation. Um, what what do you think Miami needs to do to? To blow it up, are they, should they blow it up? Should they make any kind of moves at the trade deadline, or just wait until next next season? If they are going to make, they just need to focus on their offensive line. Yeah, I think once they do that, things start falling into place 
Tua has more time because if you look at their roster, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's literally just their O-line. A lot of their problems seem to be coaching, which I can't even believe I'm saying because, but it's not just like Brian Flores, like it's offensive coordinator. It's defense. Like a lot of the decisions that they're making kind of leave me like, what the heck are you thinking? So I really think you look at Miami's roster, you fix that O-line, you're in a much better position. So if they're going to do anything, that's what they should do. Don't like Evan, like you kind of mentioned, I said it before the show going after Deshaun Watson right now, it's giving up so much of your future to potentially win a couple of games this season. And then you have no idea how long that is going to be able to carry you moving forward. Cause you have no idea if he is going to be able to play next season. So there are so many big question marks. Don't go after that. Save your draft capital. Work on your young quarterback, build an O-line around him, keep getting him weapons. Your defense is solid. Add to that here and there. You're in a good position. I think the Tua injury really screwed them because yes. I think they were a playoff team this season, and now they're just trying to play catch-up. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it together to be able to make the playoffs because, like we all talked about, AFC is just way too competitive right now. Uh, but It's not going to happen because I, I win that bet between, you know, with me and Chip, so I get 100 I bucks. So I'm glad. I'm glad I list. I, I, I'm glad Miami's doing not well, but um, you know, I also get money out of this. I mean, it's really good for my Eagles because now like <laughs> it's looking like we're getting a top three pick, so I really can't <laughs> complain about that. All right, my last team, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they should trade their coach, and that's it. Yes. That's it. Trade their coach, <laughs> trade Urban Meyer, and then you're good to go. Other yes. than that, that's what Jacksonville needs to do. Trade your coach, and, and, and that is that. Honestly, I mean, because they're a good young team. You have a quarterback you can build around. Just go into next year. I don't think they need to do anything in the trade that, uh, deadline. They just no. lost uh, DJ Shark to the season for his injury. He's done. Just wait till the draft and build around your build around yeah. your guy, and maybe trade Urban Meyer in the off season, or just yep. you know, buy him out and him from the NFL. Yes, <laughs> just get him back to college. That's where he belongs. Yes. That's yeah. Honestly, he's probably going to go to the U.S. He's going to take the USC job. He's going to just say screw it at the end of the season. Shot Khan be like, get out. Look, I'll buy you out. Go to USC. Have a nice life. I saw some rumors about Mike Tomlin going to USC. Possibly. Really? Yeah. I know Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Pittsburgh and be with Mike Tomlin. That's what I want to happen. I don't know. Again, rumors. Who knows? But that's what I saw today, actually. I, I would don't... sob uncontrollably. <laughs> I would lose I don't, it. I don't know if that's a good move for Tomlin. I don't know. I'd rather see Tomlin come down to Tampa after Bruce Arians says, I'm done. <sighs> Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers comes down with him, and then they both have fun. In Tampa <laughs> no, Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not going to Tampa Bay. I want he said Sam. He says this all the time. No, I yeah. do I not see Tampa. Aaron Rodgers going to Tampa. Yeah, I could see Pittsburgh. I don't Pittsburgh. see Tampa. Why would Mike you want to go? Is go stealer. stay in the cold weather when you can just kind of relax and t- there's no state tax. He's used no to rules. it. He's used to it already. Yeah. And he, like, but he's like, he's in California anyway. Like, and I can go hang out with him. I'll go hang out with him and Shaylee. <laughs> we'll drink like tea and scotch. I don't Watch know. the Big Lebowski. I'd rather see Eric Bieniemy go and coach at USC for that job, or Bieniemy take another head coach or take a head coaching job in the league because I'm sure there's going to be a few openings. You know, I'm sure the enemy would do great in uh, Las Vegas. He would, yes. Wow. Either either that or I, I I thought he may have been good before the whole Deshaun Watson thing with the whole things he has going on. 
I thought he'd be a great fit down in Houston with him and Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. before Deshaun Watson and his whole his whole deal. So we'll see in the offseason. So all right, ladies. The Monday night football game is about to happen in about 15, 20 minutes. Who do we got in this one? Seattle's, of course, without Russell Wilson tonight. Who do we got? Well, this is uh, tough for me. <laughs> I honestly feel like it's going to be a good game, but without yeah. Russ there and Seattle on the decline, I'm actually going to go with the Saints because they're coming off a bye week. They're rested, and I just feel like they're going to tr- like come out on top the way they did with like you know week one with the Packers. So I'm I'm going to go with the Saints here. I don't see I don't see Seattle doing maybe if Russ was there, but not with Geno Smith. And I know Geno Smith. I'm a Giants fan. I, I know him. <laughs> um, I just saw DK Metcalf on my screen. He has little vampire teeth, like, oh, that's stickered onto his. Uh, wow, that was something to say. I'm going to go with the Saints, even though I really need Jameis Winston to have a terrible fantasy night. Um, I just think they're going to get. Seahawks, you don't have Chris Carson. You don't have Russell Wilson. I think it's just going to be tough for them. I think this is going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think Saints come out on top. Yeah, I've got the Saints in this one, even though like I don't want the Saints to win because they're NFC South team and it helps out the Bucks a lot because we face them next. Um, yeah, even though Jameis, it, it's it's funny how this this team is keeping up with the rest of the pack, even though like right. <sighs> But yeah, without Russ, yeah, Seahawks don't really stand a chance. Although I don't think I think it might be a, like a shitty game though. It's, really? Yeah, I, I just not. don't. I just don't see a good game on this one. Not after that Sunday night game. I was no. bored to tears last. That night. was what was so frustrating. Going back to the Jimmy G conversation a little bit, Carson Wentz wasn't even having like his best game this season. Like he was playing play- painfully average, mm-hmm. and he still made Jimmy G look yeah. so bad. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh my god!" No, the 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 Colts didn't win that game. The 49ers lost. That's, yes, they made yes. so many mistakes, and it was just not good. And Jimmy G is just—I think he's honestly. It's weird to say, but I feel like he's getting kind of old too. Jimmy G injuries. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, can't stay healthy to save no. his life. Well, what? Yeah, he can't stay healthy, and I mean, between the stubble and the hair, the grays are coming out. I know. Hey, I there's like nothing wrong with grace. Salt and pepper. Like salt, salt and pepper's not bad. Come on. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, it looks good on him. He's he's working it, but mm, I don't okay. know. All right. All Wait, right, ladies. He washed. Done, 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 done. All right, ladies. It's been a great show tonight. Thanks, Sam, for uh, coming on the show tonight. Uh, if you want to plug wherever people could find you. Absolutely. So I am the girl who talks sports. You can find me on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube at the girl who talks sports. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the girl who talks sports. And I'm also on Twitter at TGWTS podcast. Awesome. And make sure to follow us at the FU Dogs pod on IG and also Twitter. Smash that subscribe and follow button on also on YouTube and Twitch as well. Thanks for joining in on the comments. We will see you guys on Thursday night before the Thursday night football game. For myself, Jordan, and Sam, we will see you guys later. Peace. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.